Okay, now wait just one second, glasses. This is Mal. (laughs) And this is Kale. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. This week, we are talking about the Todd Tucker film, The Pass. So if you have not watched it and you care about the plot, um, pause it here, go watch it on Peacock and come back. Wait, now who, where is that line from? I've heard this. I've heard that. <laughs> that was uh, Nini. And she said it to uh, <laughs> Marlo had all these glasses. And I don't I don't remember what Marlo said. But Nini was just like, now wait just one second, glasses. And it's so funny because it's, how is that even a diss? <laughs> Somehow it is. <laughs> glasses. <laughs> <laughs> she could have said earrings like everybody wears earrings like come on (laughs) but i feel like marlo she it was some kind of like you know like statement glasses so they were like yeah because it's marlo (laughs) but i thought it was uh fitting since you're wearing glasses and i don't have mine on today yeah well thank you for telling the entire world i wear glasses i I just said i too (laughs) (laughs) maybe i I didn't want the world to know that okay this isn't a video it's a podcast well uh i apologize for outing you as a glasses (laughs) i didn't realize it was such a private situation thank you thank you for acknowledging my pain okay i'm i'm still i'm listening and i'm learning and as you should mm-hmm. i acknowledge be, that try to become a better ally i appreciate that <laughs> i felt seen now <laughs> <laughs> see when you said I, I i felt seen i was about to make glasses joke but see <laughs> the lord ain't through with me yet <laughs> he sure ain't bully <laughs> oh but so anyway you want to get us started with some news cam so do you remember hurricane chris uh a bay bay a bay bay halle berry halle berry let's get wretched let's get wretched <laughs> well hurricane chris was um apparently or just recently found not guilty of second degree murder whoa i did not (laughs) expect you to say that yes he was found not guilty by a jury of his peers uh he was apparently in a very long battle with the legal system to clear his name and he is suing the shreveport police department for costing him millions of potential earnings by having to you know battle this case where he basically got off because the key investigator failed to track down a witness who could verify a threat against his life. So he got off. He did end up, unfortunately, uh, harming someone and unaliving someone, mm. but it was proven to be in self-defense. So this person oh, okay. had a threat on his life, so he was found to act in self-defense. And it was could have been corroborated very early on apparently in the investigation if this police officer had followed up so he's suing 
And why we're talking about it on this podcast is... I was wondering. (laughs) The millions that he is claiming that he lost out on earnings was because he missed out on auditions to be on hit TV shows such as Snowfall and BMF. Oh, wow. (laughs) And Chris's last hit was like 2009. And Snowfall came out in like 2017, 2018. Same thing with BMF. BMF came out in like 2020. Like Hurricane Chris. Had he been in other things? I don't think so. Let me see. I'm going to be honest. I would not be able to pick Hurricane Chris out of a lineup. Uh, no pun intended <laughs> troubles but like i don't remember his face but um so i i don't know if he's been in anything but what was pd pablo's last big hit was maybe i don't know 2007 or so and he was on empire so you know maybe that's the thing you know rappers having a second career as actors i mean maybe, maybe. i mean and the even bigger example ll cool j but again just because you had an audition doesn't mean you got the role so i mean <laughs> you <true>. know like <laughs> that's true <laughs> anybody have an audition you know so these weren't like they weren't like oh we got to get hurricane chris for this he was just no. gonna go okay no it was the potential to earn ah <laughs> uh, okay okay never mind so I thought that was humorous to me that he specifically named those shows. But, you know, that's that's cool. It hasn't been corroborated yet by the creators and casting agents of said shows. But, you know, hey, do your thing, Wody. Like, get your money. <laughs> Not Wody. <laughs> get your money. <laughs> what other news do you have now? So connected to what we're talking about today, which is very closely tied to Real Housewives of Atlanta, obviously, mm-hmm. it is rumored that a reboot is in the works um, and production wants new housewives after what many are calling um, a pretty lackluster season. That it was. That it was. Yeah, this, this season was was pretty rough. I'm here for it. Are you? Well, so, and we don't know what they're going to do. Like, apparently, like, if you watch Roni, Real Housewives of New York, you know that they did a full um, overhaul. Thank you. They did a full, it was like a rehaul. <laughs> <laughs> they did a full overhaul of the cast with all new faces. Um, and apparently, like, it's getting pretty good reception. I was kind of blah about it at first. And now, like, I'm enjoying it more. And on Real Housewives of Miami, they kind of did, like, a partial um, overhaul. Mm-hmm. But they brought back some of a couple of the OGs. And they had some OGs as friends of. So we're unsure what the plan is for Atlanta. Um, but allegedly, there's no interest in bringing back any of the old housewives or former housewives like Portia or Kim. Um, which I would love to see. Portia's like one of my favorites. So I would love to see her come back, but I don't even know if she would want to come back. 
Portia wouldn't want to come back. She would been doing all these other random reality shows. There was one about like celebrities going to Mars or like training to go to Mars that she was on. Like, come on. She'd love to go back to that shit. Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah. It'd be interesting. It really like that is a that is a high bar to live up to if they like completely revamped Atlanta. Like, who would you do? You would have to do like real celebrities, like real celebrities. You know, like how are you going to top that for who they've had and how impactful and iconic they've been to the franchise? But then, like, I wouldn't want it to be, like, an entire cast of celebrities. Like, I kind of felt like Candy and Kenya are enough. Like, I don't want it to turn into, like, love and hip-hop. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, because at one time there was Candy, Kenya, Cynthia. They were all, like... Oh, Cynthia. Yes, I forgot about Cynthia. True. Celebrities. And Claudia Jordan. Was Kenya and Claudia, were they on the same season? yes was claudia before cynthia came no i think were they simultaneous i thought cynthia had been i don't know i kind of consider cynthia an og but i guess not i guess you do have to be first season yeah she came in a few seasons in i know like candy was second season and then kenya was maybe like fourth or fourth or fifth when she came on maybe fourth Hmm. Um, oh, and they, I forgot they did have Kim Fields, but you know, it seemed like Kim Fields hated that experience. <laughs> she obviously did not come back. But um, yeah, like if they decide to do this, uh, there's probably a good chance that it's going to go on like an extended break the way that uh, Roni did. I think hmm. the last uh, Roni season was 2020 or 2021. And so obviously we had to wait like a couple of years for that. So I don't know. I I hope they don't recast everyone. I mean, because not to say like, I mean, I was like, like the countess, like she's like, she's an iconic housewife, but Mm -hmm. I feel like Atlanta is so like Atlanta was just like a fucking like force. So I just, I feel like you can't get rid of like everyone. But who would you, who are you keeping? I mean, for all that Drew has put out there, (laughs) like girl she was working hard to like stay so if they reboot her oh my gosh what was it all for i guess this acting career (laughs) well (laughs) i don't i would be okay if they let drew go because i feel like drew like it's all like oh what's happening with her and Ralph oh is she in a relationship with Ty and like all this stuff but like she's not really telling us anything like I don't know and then she's like no like we're just we're just friends he 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 and it's like give give, like you're not giving us anything it's almost like she's just like I don't know pandering or like trying to cause like gay panic or something to like make her seem more interesting but Mm -hmm. she might not this could all be fabricated by her and Ralph to like seem more interesting so um yeah I don't I don't need Drew back um I don't need Sonya back honestly I don't need Marlo back oh yeah no um because I know like Kenya can obviously like 
you know, she definitely has like villain eras, but like there's something about Kenya where like, I don't know, like I feel like we see a different side of her sometimes, whereas like with Marlo, it just always seems very one note, very backstabby, you know, like it just doesn't feel like any, like you could ever fully trust Marlo to have your back. Like she'll flip on you in an instant. So um, yeah. I don't need her. Um I would like for Candy to stay. Maybe, maybe Sheree too. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm on the fence about Sheree. Um, but yeah, I would I would like Candy, Kenya, and who else did I say? Oh, maybe that's it. Am Candy, I missing Kenya, somebody? Sheree. Candy, Kenya. Yeah, Candy, Kenya, maybe Sheree. But there's like a fifth person because Drew, Sonia, oh, Marlo. That's right. Yeah, definitely want Marlo to go. So yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess we shall see. So staying in the world of reality television, I just mentioned Love and Hip Hop. Did you oh, hear about? I now I have not watched a Love and Hip Hop in years, but on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta recently, Erica Mena got into an argument with Spice and oh, called her a blue monkey. Did you hear about that? I did. I did hear about it. So now Erica has apologized and is claiming that the insult was not racial. She says, quote, I deeply regret my insensitive comment and want to humbly apologize to anybody I hurt or offended by my thoughtlessness. My choice of words was wrong and I take full responsibility for what I said. I am committed to listening to the voices of those affected and will work toward making amends. As a woman of color and the mother of two black children, I want to make it clear that my use of that word was not in any way racially driven. Wait, two that- black children? I thought she had three kids. Oh, well, oh so did she whole- have one before Safari? Yes. Oh, well, maybe that kid's not. That's that. what the whole, wasn't that part of the argument that she brought up that that son hates her? And that's. <laughs> oh, why right she's like said that she thought of like the you know meanest thing she could call her oh that's right i forgot it was after she said that about her son well yeah i don't know who that son's like dad is but i mean i thought erica minna she looks afro latina to me like she certainly looks like she has black ancestry but you know touch and go on if sometimes they want to claim that so let's see continuing the uh the quote so she says as a woman of color and the mother of two black children i want to make it clear oh this is a direct quote from her so she's wow she's okay sorry i want to make it clear that my use of that word was not in any way racially driven. That said, I do understand the gravity of what I said and want to use my platform to promote inclusivity and equality, end quote. Now, I think that is total bullshit. There is no way you called this darker complexion woman a blue monkey and you you meant no colorism or no racism behind that. Absolutely. And, and-, and also made monkey noises as well, not just said, <laughs> not just called her that derogatory name exactly like you took this too far and honestly it probably would have been fine because love and hip-hop didn't have a problem with it until it aired and didn't they fire her or like 
Yep. So on September 2nd, they made an Instagram post saying the love quote to the love and hip hop franchise has never shied away from hard conversations in our community, working hand in hand with our partners, viewers, or sorry, working hand in hand for partners. Viewers will see the impact of Erica Mena's remarks play out in the final three episodes of the season. Effective immediately, she will not appear in the next season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She'll be in Miami, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I would be so mad if they were like, she will not be on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And then she pops up on like New York. I mean, she was, that's where she started. I know. I remember. I remember. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah, I fully, girl, keep that little fake ass apology. (laughs) You made like a racist ass comment, like stand in it. Yeah, that's real. And I feel like it's not the first time. Like she often says stuff like that to people, I feel like, but maybe it was a different time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's been something else. I can't remember what it was, but I do feel like I remember there being some other like controversial stuff. But yeah, that is all I have for news. Okay. This week, we are talking about the Todd Tucker feature film, The Pass. <laughs> I'm sorry. It premiered on Peacock straight to uh, streaming in August, August 27th. And some are deeming it uh, the scheme Todd set up to come at us with the bullshit according to aunt bertha (laughs) shouts out to aunt bertha wait did she really say that about the movie or is that about something else she said that about todd um in one of them candy spinoff shows okay okay (laughs) i just i feel like i remember that but i I didn't think she had said it about this movie specifically (laughs) no that's what now, people are calling this movie some some bullshit Todd done cooked up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to ask you, what were your expectations coming into this film? Oh, that it was gonna be like finding out that it was filmed <laughs> at Candy's home. <laughs> yeah. Like drove home how like low budget it was and like how they didn't really have a wardrobe. You know, of course they had their little sex coach on there on set which is cool but like it just i was expecting low budget and it was giving like a it was giving to me honestly it was giving to me but I... there's some great movies on to me honestly <laughs> oh some great like terrible movies you know i have yet to watch uh a to be quote-unquote to be film I've oh only watched God. a show on there and New Jack City. So I've not gotten into like the, you know, the real Tubi classics. But as I was watching this, I was just like, oh, this has to be what Tubi films are like. You know, they're, yes, they can be. Yes. So I would say that's a quality Tubi film for sure. <laughs> okay. They had a budget. <laughs> they had quality. a decent budget. They knew what they were doing. You know, yeah. somebody film- actually works in the field, you know. <laughs> the film quality looked the cinematography looked good yeah yeah i'll give them that i i uh I've, I've mentioned this before i do some screenwriting and acting nowhere near enough to like make a living from it but that's what i would like to do eventually full-time so i try to 
you know, be sensitive in my critiques. So I came into this movie truly thinking I'm going to get on this podcast and be like, it was all right. Like, I truly thought I was going to be able to give it, yeah, you know, it's decent. I was blown away. Like, <laughs> not believe. Like, I'm so mad that I watched it by myself. I feel like it would have been so much more fun with like someone else's commentary. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> that was the one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. The ending like upset me so much. <laughs> I was so irritated. Like I, oh, yeah. But like not a not a horrible film, honestly, in my opinion. But what? I mean, it was terrible. There were a lot of plot holes, but it ended up being better than what I expected, honestly. Oh, I I, I guess my expectations were a little higher then because it was not as good as I expected. A Todd Tucker production, you thought, that they filmed in, what, like 10 days? <laughs> I mean, there's movies At that their get. house? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's films and short films and things like that that get filmed in less time for smaller budget that are that are good so i i thought with it was Drew possible Sidora as the lead actress Sidora, she was uh she did a pretty good playing t-boss so you know i mean honestly i haven't watched that movie in years but from what i remember i think she did a pretty good job right yeah she did a good <laughs> job yeah she did this did not feel like that she was, <laughs> like it was just a lot of I don't know why if this was her choice or if this was Todd's direction but I feel like she played this character it was just very like, <gasps> like, like she was just always like panicked and very just like frail or like I, like I don't know the word it was I was just like what's happening like I rolled my eyes so much I agree she was real like gullible and like dumb like Girl, what are you doing? Like, huh? Like, your decision making. All wrong. All wrong. You need better people in your life. Yeah. 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 They they found they found a good mark. (laughs) But let's let's get into the the story a little bit. Okay. So, you know, the little synopsis of this movie is a married couple gives each other one night off from fidelity a hall pass and their lives are quickly turned upside down as the one night of pleasure becomes a tool of deception real real dramatic right right you're going into it thinking like "Ooh, a romantic thriller oh wow i feel like i've I've seen this movie okay but all right i'll see the black version or i guess And so the cast is, as we have mentioned, Drew Sidora, who plays Nina, the main character, basically. Uh, we know Drew from Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, TLC movie, as you mentioned, The Game. <laughs> the she game. played herself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did anybody know who Drew Sidora was until The Game? I was like, I thought this was a stage name. This is her, like, this is her name, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like that was the first time I heard of her and I don't understand why they made her herself because didn't like Derwin like cheat on Melanie with her? Yes. So yeah, I don't know why they did that to her. That was weird. Which is why she was honestly hated 
and maybe yeah. still is by a lot of a lot of um a large sector of black culture but uh her her boo robert christopher riley who plays maurice slash trent i know robert christopher riley from the show on vh1 called hit the floor i remember hit the floor with kimberly lease yes he was on that show he was one of the like main basketball players i think he was the veteran and dated that Bratz doll chick. Um, the from Dear White People. Yes. L- Logan Larice. Yeah. 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 Damn, that's right. That is him. Yep. Newcomer to me, uh, Erica Peoples uh, played Tara, the uh, boss and best friend of both Nina and Maurice. Slash predator, but yes. <laughs> Slash uh, full blown. <laughs> what in the world she apparently stars in quite a few to be originals ah so check her out on that <laughs> uh candy burris starring in her own flick um as shay one of nina's friends uh just naming people we would know from this cast list because there were a lot of faces i recognized like i remember the light-skinned dude he was um What's her name's manager from um, P Valley, the light skinned dude in the crew who? Um, oh, I forget what he, what his claim to fame. Miss was. Mississippi's manager. Mm-hmm. Was that the one that spoiler? If you haven't yep. watched P Valley, the one. Okay, yep. you know what I'm gonna say. Yep. But yeah, so who our audience might know? Shamia Morton from Real Housewives, friend of. Portia's mm-hmm. bestie was the stripper Entice in and Candy's bestie. Candy's? She was a dual bestie. She's Candy's bestie since when? Yeah. Always. She was like really good friends with Candy and Portia. That, I mean, that's I, probably why she's in this movie. I mean, I remember them being friends, but bestie that that felt like a stretch. But okay, maybe, maybe. I, think they, I mean, they were pretty close. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. Um. <laughs> Bonietta Shaw, who is on this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta as well, as a friend of, also a friend of Candy and Todd's long time, former wife of Neo, I believe, or at least mm-hmm. girlfriend. Wife, yeah. I believe he did her pretty dirty from what I remember. Uh, don't they always? Yeah. Um, she plays Nina's attorney. And... The show is executive produced, of course, by Candy and Todd, and also produced by UNC's own Don Juan Clark. I saw that at the end. Insert claps here. (laughs) Kudos to that man. Tar heels. So let's dive into this, this, this film. This is one of a kind film. Um, can i just say really quick too i was talking about how drew was acting as nina and it just came back to me on the show um candy was saying they were searching for someone to be kind of like a um like innocent naive ingenue or something like that just remembering that i'm like okay so i guess this was like drew's version of that but this is her um yeah embodying that (laughs) yeah so nina i believe uh i can't remember does it open up with 
the husband or Nina? I think it's Nina. Oh, um, no, it's her. the, I think it's him, Maurice, and Tara in the jewelry store. Okay, so the opening was confusing from the get-go to me because yeah. I'm like, who who are they ring shopping? Like right. it, it took like a second to figure out that, oh, they're buying a ring. And I was, I thought they were getting married, but then come to find out it was to upgrade a ring. And then he was buying a ring that was like really expensive, but didn't have the money. So I was like, so it's that really expensive ring? Like there's nothing in between that you could afford? <laughs> and, and by the way, listener, this ring was $200,000. $200,000. And he was like, oh, I ain't got it. And just like walked out like nothing else. You don't want to see anything else? <laughs> Like, I'm sure they have some lovely, like, $15,000 rings. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, I'm not, you know, a wealthy person. But are people really buying $200,000 rings like that? I mean, Outside if Outside of, like, Ben bit, bit Affleck for J-Lo or like, something like that? I was going to say, if you actually have it. But, I mean, even the mama was like, let me get that appraised. <laughs> you know? Everybody was right. skeptical. Like, how? <laughs> you know so it was it was one of those like it was a weird opening like from the get I was like huh like I'm I feel like I'm having to piece too much together <laughs> well and it was like because he had I guess he used to be like a real estate agent and he had some big commission coming in but then conveniently he got a call right before he was about to purchase it that like it fell through right i was like oh wow what timing <laughs> exactly and why not wait like two more days until you have the money or look at a cheaper ring but yeah well, yeah yeah so that's how the movie opens up um you're kind of like huh and then it cuts <laughs> to to nina who is showing a client uh she's an interior designer <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sure you really enjoyed this film <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me get a little glimpse of the Cam's life what, as what an I, interior designer. What I loved was that Tara kept saying, or like you would hear her in the background, like, oh, I just got to pick these colors. I just got to pick these colors. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> exactly the way like someone, i.e. me, would write about an interior designer when I know nothing about interior design. Like, oh, gotta get these swatches. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And even like the plot holes in this movie, I was like, we'll get to that. But like a whole business, like you fake a whole business for seven years. No, like, you're giving away the oh we have the girls have seen it. They've seen it. But yes, we are we are getting there. But this is it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so yes, Tara. Tara is with him, and she happens to also be Nina's boss. And apparently Nina is about to land this big client in LA <laughs> and she has to, you know, start going out there. And Tara also has to go. So they're like, oh, we get to party, kick it up. Mm-mm. Like, boo, boo, boo. It's going to be fun. And I mean, we can tell from Jump, like, when they have this little meeting, like, Tara is in, like, a lacy see through <laughs> shirt that has, like, the top four buttons undone, push up bra. <laughs> like, we're, we're in an office. Like, where, where's the dress code? 
she's the boss so <laughs> I was just, anything I just, goes <laughs> like they were really trying to like overdo it with like she's sexy she's like flirtatious it's like okay like a little bit can go a long way it felt very over the top oh yes very very um she was giving bedroom eyes and like meetings you know yeah. <laughs> I'm like girl, if you don't put this powerpoint on and shut up <laughs> so she's landing this big client and we come to find out that nina's mother <laughs> Edda. <laughs> Good name. Is also an interior designer who okay, I completely missed that. Right. So I had to read that in the synopsis. I totally missed that. Like, what? I didn't even make that connection. Like, I thought she oh, was wow. in real estate with the son in law me too because she was talking <laughs> business with him how the hell would we have picked up she was an interior designer that's what this thing said apparently oh she God. was a designer as well but the mother does not like maurice she thinks he is horrible at this job that she apparently helped him get he's making her look bad and she thinks he's just kind of a, a user like he's just hanging on because apparently their father or her husband was wealthy and Nina is a trust fund baby. Yeah. And her mom says he's going to ask, or if y'all ever get divorced and, or if you get pregnant and then y'all get divorced, he's going to ask you for child support and alimony. Um, that's the new scheme these men are running. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so clearly Nina's mom is very mama Joyce coded. Oh, that's why this entire film is like art imitating life in so many yes. ways. I was like, this is Candy and Todd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All I needed for her mom to say was candy. <laughs> All that was missing. And um and also it's like Todd what are you saying about yourself <laughs> they were right <laughs> yeah, right because I, I I was like oh maybe this will turn out a different way and Maurice will end up being the hero so I'm like wait you saying you are a scammer <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly Todd <laughs> clever so yeah she is not feeling Maurice and <laughs> Her and Maurice go back and forth in the kitchen about some business deal, which again, I'm like, how would she know about this unless they work together? How would she know the details about this client's bank account <laughs> unless they work together? Y'all don't work for a bank. How do you the details about any client's personal bank account? And like day of, she knew about this like change. Right. So, I mean, maybe mama switched careers and now she's, you know, <laughs> broken big account. deals yeah. <laughs> in real estate. Who knows? <laughs> but basically they argue about like this deal that apparently fell through and she's like, you're an idiot, whatever. You need to leave him or what have you. And so in this, we, we find out that Nina starts to, or she's been guilted into feeling like Maurice does so much to be with her and he gives up so much and he has to endure so much all this abuse from her mother you know he's such a good man to just take it and so from there <laughs> you know we see this group of friends that Maurice has they're playing golf they're you know doing what dudes do talk shit whatever whatever play golf 
poorly <laughs> some of them <laughs> um and one of them brings up the idea of a hall pass his wife gave him one and he thinks it's great and he's bragging about it and even suggested to Maurice like yo your wife's about to take on this big client you're about to be alone like come on this works this is great for the relationship kind of deal you should use this on her and Maurice I guess the wheels start turning and he uh decides to take it to his wife he feels that comfortable I guess (laughs) here's what confused me with the golf scene because at first maurice is complaining mostly about like work stuff financial stuff he hasn't said anything about his marriage and then the other guy is like hey you should suggest this all pass to nina and it's like he he wasn't complaining that like they weren't sleeping together like there was nothing about that like how did we get here so i I guess that all makes sense in the end you know but it did okay if we could that was that might be the part that pissed me off the most Mm -hmm. okay i'm just gonna say it because like yes if they were all in on this scheme why did we have this exactly that entire conversation was bullshit (laughs) bullshit like i don't don't do me like that as an audience don't like insult me like that by not showing me like the full reel of camera like if you cut me off of course i'm not gonna know the rest of the story (laughs) but it's like also like if they were all in on this scheme this conversation like would have never happened exactly it would have been hella real it would have been a real ass conversation where they're talking about the logistics of this scheme like exactly that infuriated me and that felt like for me that was probably like the plot the biggest like plot hole that like drove me crazy absolutely same 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 (laughs) so irritating yes but um but he brings it back to his wife and his wife seems open to it like oddly like receptive to it which is kind of like oh what (laughs) you want to think about this a little bit (laughs) And I think at one point, someone says a pass doesn't mean there's anything wrong. Then why do you need one? Like, if nothing's wrong in your marriage, like, why do you need a pass? Like, I felt like that was never, like, asked. Like, I felt like that Mm -hmm. would be a logical next question for someone if your partner brought that to you. And you were used to a monogamous relationship. Right. And to me like this scene where she because he had mentioned the past before and I guess she thought about it and then she's like you know what like you can have the past and then he was like what about you and she's like I have no desire to be with another man so this is just for you you deal with so much with my mom and with work and I was like if anyone thought this was not like a Todd Tucker fantasy (laughs) this scene sealed the deal and like also just drew or Nina being she's so apologetic and Mm -hmm. I am someone who sometimes I'm like oh am I like saying sorry too much but like the way she says sorry it it was blowing my mind and I just feel like this is how like Todd wants Candy to be like this oh yes honey you just you you do so much like I don't need another man, but you can go out and whatever. And then are you, well, are you going to talk about the rules? Oh, no, you can talk about them. You okay. can talk about them. Because they're so, silly. <laughs> the, the rules are very silly. So um, 
they started talking about rules and she's like what'd she say like no friends I think no co-workers and then he says like or and she says it can only be like one night it can't be like a repeated thing yep no communication and, with them yes no no gifts and no five-star hotels only three star or less she said five stars for wifey <laughs> like, oh okay <laughs> so then he says he has a rule and he's saying uh no questions asked after it happened it's mm. like bitch like i'm giving you all this and you're coming in trying to make some rule if i if i'm gonna ask a question i ask you a question <laughs> right and, you better answer right and also where's the rule about like you gotta get an sti test after Ooh, where's that yeah. or or wear a condom that that let's start with that yes no raw dogging but why are we no like no we wouldn't do this no f these rules no this is stupid (laughs) you're inviting trouble oh 100 percent, 100 percent. like this was never gonna end well yeah so she like claims she's taking a pass on the past she doesn't need it she you know gonna stand by her man no matter what. And so she she ends up going on this business trip with Tara. And I guess they seal the deal and they go out to celebrate. And we see Drew or Drew. We see Nina, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all bundled up with this guy. They're talking, they're dancing. You're talking about childhood drama, by the way. <laughs> with a full stranger. <laughs> Which I mean is what happens when you get drunk in another city right <laughs> it's what you do but man you're supposed to be flirting with them but she didn't want her pass so you know she's just using them for the yeah. the emotional That's sounding board true. and so you know she's getting drunk and like her and tara like tara's encouraging it and she's basically like i'm wasted i'm gonna leave so tara leaves and then Drew, at some point, takes off her ring. <laughs> Consciously takes off her ring and sticks it in her titties. <laughs> There's no way that wouldn't have fallen out. Exactly. Can you being drunk and doing that? Like, exactly. no way you're not losing that. Gone. Gone. <laughs> so she does that. And she keeps dancing with the dude. And then we see them start to, like, go away and kind of, like, start to kiss on each other. And the next thing we know, there's, there, there's a sex scene, which is like, okay. And I mean, much to, I would say, if you didn't already know or watch Real Housewives before you saw this, right. you know, you would assume it was the gentleman you saw there downstairs with. It wasn't. It ends up being Tara. Her and Tara are having sexual relations <laughs> in someone's hotel room. And it's very passionate. And the next day, we see that Nina is very uncomfortable. And she's basically like, what stays in LA? Or what happens in LA stays in LA. Like, we can't take this back. This was a mistake. Like, I regret it. Like, don't talk about it. Like, you know. And the way she was acting, like, when she is on the road and she's like frantically wiping off her hands with like a face towel. And she was like, oh, oh, like, don't touch me. Like, that was. That was so weird. Like I understand feeling guilty afterwards, but that's like not the way anyone would look if they felt guilty. Exactly. That is um her interpretation of this interacting. <laughs> um <laughs> but I don't know. 
know about you, but that was another moment where I was like, wait, how did we get here? Like, she clearly went from being toxicated to either, like, really toxicated or was she drugged? And then we find out she was, in, in fact, drugged, but they don't explain how it got from, like, her being with that dude to her being with Tara like initially I thought maybe this is a threesome that's what I was kind of expecting I thought that was gonna happen too but it was just her and I was like oh that's like real predatorial (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so now because like when we found out that Tara had like put something in her drink I'm like if you're putting and also I'm like what was that because it was like she kept consciousness so I'm like you left and remembered (laughs) right you went back up to your room so how did you know after you drugged her she was going to safely make it to your room unless the guy was in on it and he just like took her up there but it didn't seem like he was did we see him at the end no no he was not (laughs) not part of the the gang um but yeah i i i wrote a note i that was a terrible transition like they could have had like uh did like cut scenes where like her and this guy are like kissing in this hallway but then we see her like getting in the elevator walking knocking on Tara's door like there's so many ways to like transition that better but it was just like plot twist Here it's we not are. him the boss <laughs> like yeah right and i forgot to mention um before that uh, when they are celebrating, when they are back in Atlanta with the, their group of friends, which end up being like Candy, Tara, and another couple, all of Maurice's golfing friends and their significant others, plus Tara. And they're celebrating, and as they're leaving, there's this dude that recognizes her husband, Maurice, and he yells out, Trent! <laughs> Trent from Boston! <laughs> And everybody's turning around like, yo, what's up? Hey, ha, huh, ha. Huh? And he's pointing at her husband and he's basically like accusing him of ruining, I don't know if his sister or someone he knew's Maybe life. his sister's life or something. Back at Boston and like threatens to kill him and like all his boys like come up and like hold him back and it just like kind of cuts to them. These weird cuts of them like <laughs> running to a car and speeding off. <laughs> But also kind of fighting the dude. Like so much so much happened that I was like, wait, how are they just fighting? How did they get away? What? <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's ridiculous. And so that weird thing happens, but they don't really explain like why. And you're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> on to the next thing. <laughs> right. Oh, I was gonna say, after she gets back, she's acting really weird with Maurice. Because as soon as she gets home, he's in the hallway with, like, a glass of wine. Mm. And she's just, like, not playing it cool at all. Like, she is acting so... (laughs) (laughs) So, so, she's like, oh, uh, it it, it was good. I'm just, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I have to to type something. Like, and just, like, awkwardly, like, left. Also, I wanted to note, every time they drink wine in this movie, it's red. So even when they had dinner and he told her about the past, they were eating chicken and drinking red wine. <laughs> now, I'm not a wine connoisseur. I do prefer white wine, but why would you have red wine with chicken? Like, I just, <laughs> I, don't know. I just feel like Todd was like, oh, let's just use grape juice for every scene. So it just always looks like red. 
That feels very Todd. And did you notice there was no music? There was no background music in the movie for like the first 30 minutes. Like it was so silent <laughs> and so oh. like a little uncomfortable. I was like, what is this? Maybe that's why I noticed this. Cause then my next note was, I guess like the next day, Maurice is like, he had talked to Tara. And so Nina like gets all like frozen up and then there's the most ominous music playing. <laughs> it sounds like it's about to turn into like a true crime like documentary. And it was just like so intense for like no reason. He was just like, oh yeah, like she's, I don't know, coming for space or like, I don't know, whatever it was like, but the music was like ridiculously intense. So maybe that's why it stood out so much because there hadn't been music before, which yeah. I did not catch. It was silent. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember though, in the opening credits, there was music, but like the way it ended, it felt very abrupt. Like it didn't feel like the normal, like, opening music fade out that you get in like more top tier feature films <laughs> it just kind of like abruptly ended and I was like oh well here we are with the opening scene in a jewelry store with a, <laughs> a couple maybe <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so this dude calls out Trent from Boston and for me immediately I was like oh he's a scammer like the mom said he was a scammer yeah. this dude called him out like clearly he's run something but like what could it be and we find out he ends up not using his Paul pass he apparently wanted to sleep with one specific woman <laughs> I think Shamia's character yes Miss Entice he wanted to sleep with her and she told him she saw him while she was working she told him to come back later i guess she had left for family emergency when he came back but then he ended up maybe making a business deal i don't i don't know that was weird <laughs> yeah the like strip club owner wanted to like sell the clubs his wife is making him retire so i guess he was like oh i have money so i don't need a hall pass anymore <laughs> yeah and then it's I like so the real estate business is real like i'm i'm confused you know like yeah. are you really yeah. <laughs> right making deals i don't I'm, is this another scam i don't i don't know <laughs> oh that's a good point maybe it was a scam so that's what ends up happening and this is why nina feels really guilty and on top of that she has to work with tara and tara is a terror she is showing up at her home <laughs> at her place of business and like at at work she's kind of like well what do you want you know she's trying to be all professional and then when she's alone with her at her house or at a party she's all up on her like pressing up on her you know nina when she first sees her she admits to tara that she can't stop thinking about her and basically she's like i want to keep this this thing going like you know Maurice ain't gotta know as long as we can keep it on the low like everything's cool right and so Tara's like well all right cool yeah. um I feel like this is this is another area where it seems like um artists imitating life <laughs> where you know Miss Drew is yeah it's just interesting it's interesting how it parallels what's happening on the show even though Todd swears he wrote the script two years before like any of this Eight years he said he wrote this in the pandemic like in 2020 
Oh, he he sure did say that. But he did say he was work. He had been working on it since 2020, so he could have revamped it real quick on the low. Mm-hmm. Did some rewrites. So yeah, so that's apparently what's happening with uh, Miss Nina, and she's um, you know leaning on this friend group for advice. And to be honest, the whole time I'm like, these people are terrible. Like these are not your friends. Like they're encouraging you to participate in this hall pass thing. They are encouraging you to put cameras in your home to spy on your husband because suddenly there becomes these clues along the way where Nina is getting these hints that Maurice is um, uh, breaking the rules of their their hall pass. Mm-hmm. So he starts to get these text messages of like naked chicks. Um, he says they're spam. She doesn't believe them. What else happens? She finds a pair of underwear next to the bed. Come to find out, Tara planted that <laughs> <laughs> underwear. Um, they're just like kind of ends up being all these things that what? And then the uh the condom wrapper that was in his jacket. Oh yes. <laughs> the condom wrapper <laughs> and then it was like he only needed that one jacket cleaned right <laughs> so it's just these series of things and rather than like talk to her husband about <laughs> these things that she's seeing she talks to her friends and they convince her to put cameras in and all the while she's having this like secretive relationship with tara in her home <laughs> she literally oh that was another one of the rules that she gave maurice like you don't have sex in our bed so she yes. has literally broken every single rule that she gave him every single one and she also before this discovers that tara is really the office hoe because she is banging Nina's assistant. <laughs> she walks in. She walks in on them in the office. Yeah. And and what was crazy too was like Maurice goes on a trip. So she invites Tara over. And when this happened, I was like, I, I, I thought Maurice was going to come back early. So I was like, why don't you just go to Tara's house? And I was like, oh, right. Because we only have the budget to shoot at Candy's house. So <laughs> Right. And all of uh, their associated businesses. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's why Tara had to come to your house. So <laughs> um, she's like telling Tara like about all the stuff you were saying, the stuff she found where she thinks Maurice is still seeing his hall pass uh, person and she's like, I'm going to leave him. And then as soon as she says that, like Tara's whole demeanor changes and she gets very cold and she's like, all right, I'm going to leave. So I was going to, and, and then after that, that's when she starts hitting on um, Nina's assistant, Allison. And I was just like, w- was that like the moment she was like, got her? Like, I, I was just like confused why that made her get so cold and start pursuing another subordinate. Like. No, it was before that because remember when Nina went into her office and was like, Oh, you should promote oh girl. Or Nina went oh, in that's there. No. Right. Nina went in there with the intention to talk to her about that. She told the assistant. Yeah. And when she got there, oh girl was like, Yeah, let's promote her. Like she deserves it. Like she introduced the idea. Because I about old that. girl had been working her or she had been banging with other girl. And then she she walked in on her and yeah, I think, yeah. So th- it was a build up to, That's to right. her eventually 
giving that new assignment to <laughs> to the assistant. That's right. Which was also like wild. Like what? <laughs> I'm like, does this? She's like an assistant. Like, does she, has she like even gotten her like interior design masters or whatever you have to have? Like, <laughs> right? Here's put her on like like the biggest like. What do you call your things? Cases, not case. What's it called? Client. Your biggest like client. Yeah. <laughs> Cases. Practice in law. <laughs> like something like that. So yeah, like she does an about face suddenly when she's ready to like leave, and I think at this point there had also there had been just a lot of tension built up where they were like getting it on behind the scenes and the husband was seeming like this dutiful husband who wasn't cheating on her who mm-hmm. you know was loving and wanted to be with her and <laughs> when stuff starts to hit the fan with Tara she like does she start getting um she starts getting messages right like random messages like blackmail essentially mm-hmm. something happened yeah, something happened with Nina where she was ready to like get out of town and like move. That's right, because she got that one text, or was did she know that was from Tara? Because there was the one I sent you because I I paused my screen and took a picture. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was supposed to be like a sexy picture of her, and it was like the most awkward. It's like she kind of has like her tongue out, and I was <laughs> like, "Is this what Todd thought would be like a sexy like?" Yes, it is. It was so awkward. So she's ready to like get the hell out of Dodge and like just leave everything to like, you know, have to deal with the embarrassment of honestly her boss, but also this like potential blackmail. So he's like, yeah, let's leave. And he says something about, you know, I want to remember this look on your face in this moment. (laughs) And it was so like random, like, huh? Like, as an audience member, I questioned it. And it's like, I feel like in real life, she should have questioned it as well. Like, that's really weird to say, you know? And come Wait, to find when, out. I'm sorry, when, when did he say this? He said this when they were having the conversation where she was like, let's leave town. Let's get out of town. Let's go somewhere. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. So this is after she told Tara she's going to leave him. Yeah. And then Tara started acting shady. So then she was like, let's you and I get away. Yes. Yes. Right. And he's like, I want to remember this look on your face. And then the next day, boom, she's served with divorce papers. (laughs) And she's immediately in arbitration or mediation or whatever. (laughs) Same day. (laughs) And it was the, the, um, the judge did that looked like one of Candy's aunts, but it didn't sound like one yes, of her aunts. I agree. It looked like a family member for it, sure. It looked like an OLG, but the voice didn't sound right. So that maybe that's like a, a, a cousin or something. <laughs> yes. So now she's being represented by her lawyer, <laughs> Monietta. Um <laughs> and oh, Lord. Basically, Nina's trying to blame the relationship ending on her husband's cheating with that stripper, and she claims she has evidence. And come to find out, she doesn't. The other side does, though, because, of course, her dumbass put a camera in her house and decided to fuck her side hoe <laughs> in her house. 
without turning off the cameras. <laughs> what an idiot. What a what a fool. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you can't be this dumb. You can't be this dumb. <laughs> like, I get being gullible, but you can't be this dumb. <laughs> and be up to all this scheming and like behind the back type shit. Like, you gotta be better, sis. You gotta be better. Right. And so she gets caught and come to find out their prenup that they have, I think, expires after seven years or after seven years, he's entitled to or after seven years. And if there's infidelity, mm-hmm. he is entitled to half of her trust fund, which was what, like five. I couldn't tell if it was five million dollars or ten million dollars. It was nine point five million was his half yeah that's i believe what he was gonna get okay let's we'll come back to that figure (laughs) yeah (laughs) 9.7 million wait (laughs) 9.5 i don't know but 9.5 oh i I know where you got (laughs) (laughs) we gonna get there (laughs) so that's that's the number that he he is walking away with right and so we find out he has cleared out everything. You know, he's he has um, disappeared from the face of the earth or <laughs> Atlanta. Um, <laughs> and so has all of her, her entire friend group. Um, Tara, the business, suddenly is shuttered. And the entire is, office is just empty. Right. It's like a boiler room uh, type situation. Like was never there um and she's like what what is going on like i'm ruined i don't know seems like you still have at least nine million dollars but okay girl (laughs) yeah you're all right but her whole life is like blown up and come to find out this entire time they were running a scam ring tara and maurice were actually partners and they were tag teaming nina they had been running this con for seven years. <laughs> seven years. It involved the two of them and their entire friend group. So that is at least, what, six people? It is seven people total. because There were three couples and then the one single guy. Seven people total. <laughs> I was like, seven years. To get 9.5 million split between seven people? <laughs> you could have worked a regular job. Like, that's $100,000 a year, you know? <laughs> and I'm just thinking about, like, how much money you spent to set up these fake lives. Like, you got to buy homes. You got to, like, fake, Start like, degrees businesses. and resumes. <laughs> get clients. You got to actually get clients. <laughs> like pay for office space health insurance (laughs) i feel like y'all lost money on this one right health insurance (laughs) (laughs) oh i know that dental is kicking y'all's ass (laughs) 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 i was i was so fucking mad 
then they want to do like some i don't know nod to oceans 11 like heist movie like let's run the tape back and see how this all played out which again is like you don't even trust your audience because you left a bunch of shit out (laughs) (laughs) right you left a bunch of shit out so how else were we supposed to figure it out at least oceans 11 it's happening on camera you just don't know what it is you know right right happening in plain sight they run back that golf scene where we see an extended version of it where they say you should run the scam of the pass on nina (laughs) then we see tara (laughs) drugging nina we see all this other like crap of them like scheming on her and like preying on her and essentially the mama was right the mama was right the whole time she ain't like tara she ain't like maurice and she was right right. etta was right (laughs) right (laughs) so mama joyce is probably right (laughs) exactly and (laughs) that's basically how the film ends that is how it ends they they walk off into the sunset and (laughs) we hear apparently candy's character shay has a a very horrible british accent where i like rewound it because i was like wait what what why does she sound like this what are we doing here like are we trying this out because it's not working (laughs) is this for another role because this ain't working this is not great advertisement (laughs) a nightmare she could have had her regular Atlanta accent. Right. Like, girl, they're not going to put you on the BBC. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to put you on. Like, this is bad. You need to work right. on this a little better. You're not going to be in the, like, orphan black spinoff. <laughs> exactly. Of all the things. Why, girl? <laughs> Why? That... But... Oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was just gonna say but then her character they're basically like oh Shay it's your turn next to like do the next scam and she's like oh it was not it's not gonna take me seven years (laughs) however she said it so I was like oh is this like a setup for a sequel sorry no (laughs) We're, we're hip to your 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 tricks Todd okay you can't do this more than once you can't do this to us or maybe you can because Tyler I mean my god (laughs) baby this like give me any Tyler Perry film over this any day and I was also thinking about when we talked about that T.D. Jakes film with (laughs) Michelle Williams and Miss Tina it may this film makes uh Wrath look like Fences (laughs) (laughs) no way like a revolutionary no. road i don't want something like this was like no way was... no way <laughs> yes give me a td jakes film any day it was better than i thought if, if they had it could have been so much better like i get the little twist if you had executed it a better it could have been cute you know it could have been like legit and believable but it wasn't it was a reach it was a reach yeah this was businesses you had jobs you had employees (laughs) you probably had to pay taxes you know what i'm saying like come on yeah payroll (laughs) 
and clients like you had to have clients like background in these industries you know this is elaborate this is elaborate (laughs) i wonder what happened to her clients like when she just like disappeared like were they just like oh wait what i only have like one ottoman like (laughs) the rest of my shit first of all they were designing restaurants (laughs) so Like you can't, you can't design. (laughs) You can't just design a restaurant. Like you need credentials to do that. That's why I'm like, this is so ridiculous. And why old girl was like taking a phone call where they were apparently yelling at her, Tara. She was like, I gotta get these colors. I gotta pick these colors. (laughs) Like no one's calling you asking for colors, girl, and stressing you out like that about colors. Like they're gonna stress you out about a lot more like bigger shit than colors. (laughs) That's the easy part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. It was insulting to the profession. Okay. I thought you would have been excited for us to get a little glimpse into your world. That ain't it. that ain't it it's more than just colors <laughs> um there there were two things i wanted to mention when they have the spades night and Can- candy's character shay she comes over and she's like visibly pissed at her supposed husband and she says um or she tells nina that she found out he's still communicating with the woman who was his hall pass. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you still got that gun? And Nina's like, relax. Like, you don't. And she's like, no, I'm serious. Like, you got that gun? And then, like, even, like, you know, a couple hours later when she leaves, she's like, don't forget I need that gun. And I was like, are, are you going to kill someone? <laughs> <laughs> What's your end game here? Like, this seems seems drastic (laughs) and then the last thing i wanted to mention was um after tara is like sleep clearly like well sleeping with allison and like favoring her then nina says stop fucking my assistant and tara says i write the checks around here and i was like yes even more reason for you to stop fucking her assistant like you're subordinate exactly where is hr like that that part i was like what are y'all saying one about lesbians about like females in the workplace and as bosses as like lesbians like it just like you're yeah like she was just a predator she was a predator she was like you know your average like sleazy male boss you know yeah yeah i was like where's you know where's your eeoc like formal complaints (laughs) <laughs> they're like some kind of interior design union you can reach out to like this, <laughs> this woman has to be stopped has to be stopped and again like you saw her sleep with your assistant and you're just like okay well, we can still keep our thing going like right come wouldn't you be embarrassed weekend. wouldn't you be embarrassed like when you talk about like her being weak that's what I, that was weak that was yes. also weak Oh, that's that's a great point. That's oh, are you not embarrassed? <laughs> You're not embarrassed. <laughs> oh yeah, So yeah, that that is the pass. Um, Ooh. you know, feel free to pass on it. But it was a good laugh. It was a good laugh, at least. Like 
Yeah. If you have two B level expectations, you will enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I feel like it was very. I felt super frustrated for most of the movie, but I also laughed a lot. <laughs> so I would say I would recommend if you want like a terrible movie for a good laugh, like do it, like watch it with like someone else, or do it like a like a friends night or something if you can um but yeah it's it's pretty funny oh i I forgot did you watch all the way through the credits no (laughs) so So there's an after scene oh my god (laughs) no there's oh like a marvel movie this ain't no uh multiverse okay (laughs) (laughs) like shay will return in the past too (laughs) no no, so they had. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that's what that's Todd's dream. That is Todd's dream, and I mean, who whose dream wouldn't it be? You know, when you make a movie, of course you would want <laughs> spinoffs and sequels. But oh bruh, my gosh. Bruh, if Mama oh. Joyce has anything to say about it, <laughs> <laughs> right? So. At the end of the credits, they have like thanks. And it was like thanks to like Todd Tiger Productions, Candy Coda Entertainment, Blaze Restaurant. So I'm like, so you're thanking yourselves? And then there's an extra special thanks, and they list all of their children. So Kayla, Riley, Ace, and Blaze. And I was like, I hope Ace and Blaze like didn't have anything to do with the production of this film. Like, why are they like getting a thing they want to think you know that's cute they're thinking their family for allowing them to take time away to film this 10-day movie you know (laughs) (laughs) anyway do you have anything else um no that that's a wrap on the past (laughs) all right well what do you have your eyes on cam i mentioned that new show called shelter on amazon it's an interesting little kind of like high school thriller um about this little interracial kid it's kind of like a maybe slightly grown up if i had to compare it to something without so much sci-fi it's more mystery like a scooby-doo type of adventure he's got like a you know a group of friends that he meets in this new town and they're helping him solve this mystery so kind of cute but you know something to watch we're in a drought so i'm watching it (laughs) (laughs) it's not bad i also was watching or i finished run the world i i like the the second season did i talk about wait you just finished it damn i mean oh damn you know no actually i just mixed it up with harlem because i was like that was forever ago okay i got rid of stars so i haven't seen it judging me sheesh (laughs) (laughs) because i was just like i thought we had talked about it my bad judging me you ain't even seen it (laughs) you right run the world yes uh they had their second season it was cute i i hope it comes back for third i still enjoy it more than um harlem (laughs) (laughs) you crazy just gonna say it and i think the second season was better it was good what else have i been watching did you see love is blind um had some extra episodes um i sure did alter yep i watched it oh i i haven't seen beyond 
the football game episode. That's where I stopped. It was boring. Oh, it just wasn't that interesting. I feel like this might be like the least exciting after the altar that we've had. <laughs> right. It was just like blah. Like, why yeah. are we still talking about um your girl and oh boy? Oh, Arena. Arena? Why is Arena? Why are like people we didn't yeah. even meet during <laughs> the season showing up? Right. Why are we showing um old girl who broke Marshall's heart in her new relationship? Like <laughs> I don't know. It was strange. Now, I will say it was funny. Jackie. I, it was yeah. funny when Jackie was like, I got reamed on the internet. And then y'all was talking about my man's little broccoli cauliflower <laughs> ears. Oh, the ears. <laughs> like, I love his ears. I be licking them every night. Ugh, that was gross. gross. But I did think that was hilarious. Um, but finding out that he had proposed to somebody, I was like, why was that not mentioned? Wait, who proposed? Oh, I guess you didn't get that far. He had proposed to a woman who was like Jackie's friend in the pods. Oh. I guess they like broke up uh, or they they weren't when the couples that got to go on the little honeymoon and then they broke up at some point. Yeah, because we're only doing this for the show. Duh. <laughs> oh, you know what? And they actually, because they showed, you know, when they do the reveal mm-hmm. and he was doing his little like corny like jokes. And so then you see her kind of like fake laughing. And then when they go back uh, to their pods or whatever, or to their sides, you see her kind of breaking down like, oh, like, I don't know if this is the man for me. So, oh, man. Oh, I yeah. can see that then. Okay, let me keep watching. It It was a slow start. It was boring. So yeah, I will say that. It gets better. Yeah, I think that was like that last episode was good. And she did her and Marshall, Jackie and Marshall talk. So that, that third oh. episode was, or yeah third episode was good but i just really mainly enjoyed seeing um tiffany and brett yes they're so cute i'm so happy that they're still going strong me too so yeah that that's mainly what i've been watching um i don't know did i ever say and just like that i thought this season was really good um the second season or third season second 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 season was really Mm -hmm. good I thought the ending was pretty fitting, you know, old Carrie, new Carrie. So yeah, I feel I feel like when Aiden came back, that really kind of turned the season around, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that second half better. And kind of even her being like, she, you know, obviously like she loved big, but kind of like being more mature and realizing maybe like breaking up with Aiden was a mistake yes i was never team big like i never understood why anybody like was like he treated her so poorly and yeah yeah, i think it's great that she was realizing that and their their reunion felt real you know like it felt very sweet it felt genuine it felt like yeah y'all were good together you did fuck this up carrie (laughs) you did but but to be fair, he did want kids, and she didn't want kids, so that's kind of hard to you that's know. That's true. That's a yeah. That's a big gap to yeah to make it, which is also why this is so beautiful. Is that they were able to go off and have these separate lives and get yeah. the things that they wanted, and yeah. still like find each other later in life, which is yeah. so so cute, you know. Yeah, I, I I love that. Just like it's you know you can always realize like oh like. Even though I value that experience, maybe this was the choice I should have made. And, you know, or everything happens for a reason, you know? Yeah. 
yeah that's true that's that's good good and bad yeah yeah absolutely yeah this i I really enjoyed this season so yeah that's that's what i've been watching what about you okay so love uh after lockup is back it's it was love during lockup have you watched any or no you said you're behind right so behind yeah so loved it um obviously loved during lockup so it's all new people but either this week or next week it goes to love uh like regular love after lockup so we'll follow some of the people we met on love during lockup and then watching 90 so i saw 90 day fiance before the 90 days was on and then HBO or Max kept trying to give me 90 Day Fiance um, the other way. And I was like, but that just went off. <laughs> so they literally just did like a back-to-back season of the other way. No, so no. Um, I'm watching both of those. I know you're watching the other way with our girl Mary in the Philippines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have. Mary and her beau. What is his name? Brandon? What's his name? <sighs> I can't even Steven is coming to buy, but I don't think that's it either. <laughs> but yeah, so her and her guy from Oregon, basically, before he moved to the Philippines, they were literally on like FaceTime or whatever video chat service 24 hours a day. Even when they would sleep, they would leave the camera on facing them. Um, so seems real healthy, seems like it's gonna <laughs> last. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah Um, right we'll see what happens um on before the 90 days uh for those who are watching it i um oh i forgot there was a guy named ty ray from california and he thought he was talking to this woman named carmella in i forgot where she was supposed to be like somewhere in the caribbean and he was just oh he was such just like a teddy bear he seemed so sweet unfortunately it was a catfish (laughs) but the woman whose pictures this fake person was using um she actually lived in denver and so she agreed to meet with him so just uh, yeah i don't know to talk about it i don't know if there was any kind of because i think at the end he was like oh you know maybe we can keep in touch or whatever so i don't know there's any kind of like romantic sparks there but oh that would be like so cute if they like (laughs) ended up together um and then one of my other favorites is david um and sheila so sheila's uh in the philippines so david traveled over david is deaf and sheila's hard of hearing but she uses a hearing aid so he seems like just i i don't know i i like them together she has some jealousy issues nowhere like mary <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know they i just uh I hope she can get to the United States quickly because I just I really like them. And um and sorry, I'm saying that because he's like worried about, I guess, like getting enough money together and how long it'll take before he can go through the um uh the K K one, yeah, K one visa. But it was it was really sad. Like, so they stay in a hotel when he first got there for a couple nights. They go to her home. And it is like, do you remember like when Big Ed went to go stay with Rose? Oh, yeah. But like less structurally sound than where Rose lived. So mm-hmm. there was like a second floor. And it's like when you go up, like David almost slipped when he first went up. And so Sheila was like, you know, be careful. So literally the first night that David stayed there with her, her mom got up in like the middle of the night, 
fell down the stairs and died. <gasps> oh my yeah. God. Yes. Oh my God. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is literally your first night meeting her family. It was, yeah, it was. Oh it was, my God. Yeah. What? It was like, could you imagine like going to meet this person you're in love with and then you have to console them after their parent has like <laughs> that, a deathly accident? That is awful. Oh it was, it was really fucking sad. It was like truly heartbreaking to watch. Like, yeah. Um, so that's another reason why I'm like really rooting for them. Cause I like how he supported her and, you know, even though I'm sure. Sh- she was very sad, but she still tried to, you know, spend time with him and whatever, because his time was limited there, but definitely rooting for David and Sheila. Then I watched, um, my ooh. mind is still blown about the mom dying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you have time, you should watch. No, God, before I the can't. 90 days. I don't want to see it. Did they show it? No, they don't. No, they don't show it. <laughs> No, because the what happened was like it was overnight when everyone was asleep. Mom so, was sleeping upstairs. Yeah. Lord Jesus, was she and, old? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And so I think like maybe if other people would have been awake to like get to her, I don't know if she would have survived or not. But it was like everyone was asleep. So yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right, next, next, next. Um, so yes, much lighter. Uh, on Netflix, I binged the Michelle Buteau comedy series, Survival of the Thickest. I watched it in like two days. A delight. Like, I truly like just this is like such like a funny, feel-good show. Like, I loved it. Like, give me season two now. And it had a number of our faves on it. Garcelle Bouvet plays this like supermodel. And like, so Michelle Buteau is like, um, kind of like an up and coming or like aspiring uh, fashion stylist. So mm-hmm. she gets to work with like Garcelle Bouvet. Um, and then like Tasha Smith plays one of her best friends. And then Michelle Visage is on one episode as like um, a rival supermodel to Garcelle. And then Peppermint from Drag Race is kind of like one of the main characters so really fun to like see her and like um yeah it's just it's such a fun show I really liked it a lot yeah check it out oh I forgot to say speaking of Netflix yeah and cute shows I've been watching Family Reunion that like Tia (laughs) show (laughs) so cute so funny like actually like kind of funny and I I've been enjoying it thoroughly. I'm so happy that there are like five seasons and I'm only on like season two. But oh, wow. Shout out season two, episode six to my boo, and he'll know why. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's uh it's a very cute show. I highly recommend. It's like, you know, cheesy and corny, but in all the right ways. The kids are funny <laughs> mm, okay and loretta divine's in it she's great oh um, love her so yeah i i have been enjoying family reunion thoroughly okay. well shout out to mr cam in there <laughs> <laughs> um so i am not a um like true crime girl but 
HBO Max has been giving me some uh kind of like trial, like court, like court case, like <laughs> docuseries, okay. um, which I'm finding maybe my like equivalent thing to get into. So the first one I watched was Johnny versus Amber, which is about Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. And they have one about the UK trial. And then there's another one about the US trial. So each of these are only two two episodes long, um, each episode about an hour, a little over. And so like one episode will be from Johnny's point of view. The other will be from Amber's. Really like those. And then after that, they recommended um, another one or another show like, or no, sorry, another Dahi series like that called Barbie <laughs> versus Rooney. And um, if you're into soccer, you're familiar with like Wayne Rooney. He is like an English uh, football legend. And so it is about his wife, Colleen Rooney, and her feud with Rebecca Vardy, who's married to uh, English uh, soccer star Jamie Vardy. And so basically what happened was Colleen Rooney had her public Instagram and then she had a Finsta. And she found that some of the things, she was kind of like separated from Wayne for a time, but I guess they were like reconciling. So like some of the things that she was showing in her um, Instagram story and her Finsta was being leaked to British tabloids. So she put a post like, you know, I'm going to figure out who this, who's doing this, or I know I have like, you know, some like leech or whatever watching. So somehow she narrowed it down to Rebecca Vardy. This is just fucking gag worthy to me. She hid her Instagram story from everyone except for Rebecca Vardy. So once like the stories were leaking, she knew it was Rebecca because no one else was seeing like any of this information. So she publicly like posted like, oh, I figured out who it was. It was Rebecca Vardy. So then Rebecca like sends her a text or WhatsApp and she's like, oh, like, I just, I don't understand why you didn't talk to me first. And Colleen was like, well, you didn't talk to me before you leaked my private business to tabloids. So instead of just letting it go, Rebecca sued Colleen for uh, defamation. And Mm. after all of the, um, you know, whatever uh, evidence came in, Colleen Rooney was decided like innocent, which seemed Mm. obvious and Rebecca probably should have just left it alone but it's such just like what a like cunty story like I just (laughs) like I highly recommend it like it's it was it's so it's fun it's just fun drama and then um real okay (laughs) we haven't recorded in a long time so real housewives of Salt Lake City's back and I felt like we needed someone very delusional since Jen was gone. And luckily, Mary Cosby's back. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, she's gonna feel she's only a friend of this season, but still, I just, I love Salt Lake City. It's so just over dramatic and fun. And then the last thing is the Ultimatum uh, second season. Have you watched any of the Ultimatums? I haven't. Okay, so the second season, I had no idea. I'm watching, and then they show this building, and I was like, oh, that kind of looks like a building in Charlotte. And then they do, like, a wider pan of downtown, and it's like, oh, shit, that is Charlotte. So the second season is filmed in Charlotte, 
Yeah. So that was like an extra like little fun whatever part of the show for me my friend like who watched it before I had even started it she was like oh they're gonna want to keep filming stuff in Charlotte because it is not giving scripted like these people <laughs> are like off the wall and if you watch just the first two episodes you'll see one couple that just this woman loses her mind so <laughs> at least watch episodes one and two because it was just yeah bad shit crazy you know like you know what the ultimatum is you know what you agree to like right anyways anyways yes that that's it oh that just triggered something for me for family (laughs) family reunion is that (laughs) they have mind you this show is supposed to take place in columbus georgia they Mm -hmm. have b-roll like consistent b-roll that shows up in like every other episode of a corner in dc (laughs) it is (laughs) oh my god you know where um open city is in woodley park i don't know open city oh my gosh it's it's like a little restaurant it's part of like a restaurant group there's like trist and adams morgan I think they have another restaurant somewhere. Either way, it's like a well-known like restaurant in that area, like kind of mini diner. Okay. Distinctive, like it, they literally show that corner. <laughs> oh wow. Well, you know where the the Marilyn Monroe mural is? Oh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. It's the building like behind it and on the ground. Like it's the restaurant. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, I got you. So they show that corner like before you get to the Marilyn Monroe. It's it's hilarious every time I see it. <laughs> like why would this... they do that? Exactly. I was like, DC, random DC B-roll. Okay. Right. That's and you said it's supposed to be where in Atlanta? Columbus, Georgia. Oh, Columbus. Wow. What Columbus? That yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> But yes, this concludes another long episode. So please continue to listen. Thank you for your listenership. You can listen to us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can find us on our social medias, on Facebook and Instagram. We are Their Eyes Were Watching TV on Twitter and TikTok. (laughs) Twitter. No, Twitter and TikTok are TWWTV podcasts. Exactly. Okay, that's where I was going. Yes. So that is their handle for our Twitter and TikTok. Please like, subscribe, follow us, uh, tell a friend, uh, engage, um, you know, let us know how you're feeling. Um, Thanks again. And until next time. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bidip bill, bidip bill.